Hey everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. Well, it's the 22nd of July, and I hope everyone's doing good. Uh, I've been working on uh, working on the railroad here, uh, trying to get some spreads adjusted. We had that spread on um, on Texas Instruments. Unfortunately, it took a dump, and I was expecting it to go up, and it went down. So I had to make an, an adjustment. So I've been working on that. Hopefully, everyone, uh, I think everyone in the Discord room probably saw that. Uh, but uh, we're just, uh, you know, we're just kind of working away. And uh, we do have another spread coming up uh, tomorrow on earnings on um, on Intel. So I'm, I'm thinking that Intel is going to move lower. But, you know, <laughs> I have been, uh, you know, with, with, you know, yesterday, I mean, I was wrong on that. So, yeah. But anyways... When you adjust them, sometimes they come back to life. So hopefully that's the case here. And uh, just kind of want to get into some, uh, you know, kind of kind of what's going on in the market here. We're going to take a look at the NASDAQ composite here really quick. And uh, just it's kind of been a mixed day somewhat, um, you know. And, uh, you know, that's sort of where it's been. So just trying to trying to get that uh, that up you know basically you know we're continuing to move higher on the nasdaq which is great i mean we did have that sell-off but it looks like today we're up about uh 0.38 percent which is pretty good uh we're still above that very key level that 14,000 level for at 14666 that's on omen oh um but anyways, we're we're doing we're doing well on that, and uh, so it looks like you know the the Nasdaq seems to be recovering. I think the problem today is in the Dow. I'm going to take a look at the Dow here, really quickly. Yeah, the Dow is it's it it uh, it tested hard on that 50-day line, and then it bounced and it looked like it's going up. So that's good too. It's up about 0.16. So that's looking decent as well. Let's look at the S&P 500. Kind of see how that's looking. And that is looking decent as well. So, um, you know, all in all, pretty good. All, all, all in all, pretty good. I want to see here. just want to take a look at some of the stocks that uh, I have in my portfolio. You might as well. And that is NVIDIA. Uh, I still really like NVIDIA. Um, uh, NVDA, of course, is the symbol on it. Um, I've been buying it back. I sold it right before the split, the four for one split. It's split now four for one. And indeed, the prices are a little bit less. As you can see, it's one ninety-five. It's up today, about one dollar and ninety-seven cents. So I do think we're gonna we're gonna retake uh, the slope of the original line here. I think I think that's likely with um, with Nvidia. As long as as long as the market doesn't, you know. We don't have a major market meltdown or anything. I think, uh, barring that, I think you're going to see, um, you know, this this do well. So uh, this is this is sort of the the trend here that was prior to the split, and now that it's split, I think it's going to come right back up to that. So I I think it's very likely, if the trend continues, that we're likely to see Nvidia trading maybe in the 210 220 range by the end of. Um, you know, by by mid uh, August, I think we're going to see that. So I'm trying to, you know, buy uh, buy shares now. Normally, you wouldn't buy at this point. This is not a this is not a, a a true buy point. But I think that you know, if we move above, um, you know, I think I think above 200, I I think that it's going to be pretty decent in terms of its, um, you know, in 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 terms of in terms of how it's going. So I'm definitely in Nvidia. Also want to take a look at, I think Apple recovered, recovered today as well. As everybody knows, I'm in Apple. It, it, it's a little bit outside of its, uh, um, its, its range. It's up today about $1.30. I have my stop loss on my Apple shares at $140. So that might be something that you might want to note down. Um, it does, it does look like, you know, Apple is, you know, it's, it's, it's moving, you know, it's, it's moving up the, uh, it's moving up the chain. So I'm definitely like seeing that, uh, in terms of, in, in terms of that, it seems to be, it seems to be behaving very, very well. Let's take a look in at my allocation. Just kind of want to show you that really quickly. And, and by the way, if you're looking on TikTok, it's super easy. I'm actually showing everything on YouTube. So all you have to do is go to this address, youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor, or you can just go to my profile, click on the link and just scroll down and you'll see the live, uh, you'll, you'll see, you'll see the live feed from the, um, you know, the, the live feed from YouTube. So, 
uh, and that shows all the charts and everything. So let's check in with the uh, small portfolio here. I'm going to bring that up here and there we go. Okay. So basically this is the, this is, we're still in a market trend under pressure. Um, but uh, there are some, uh, basically here's the allocation that I have. I did sell Santander commercial SC. I did sell that today. It was going nowhere. Uh, I didn't make it. I really, it was a total wash. I'll show you that sale right here. Yeah. See, it was a total wash. I made a grand total of four dollars and seventy-five seventy-five cents in twenty days. So, when you know, it just it just kind of wasn't performing. So, what I did is I sold it and I bought some more um, Nvidia. So basically, here's my here here's sort of my um, my portfolio right now, mostly in DocuSign. I'm up about seven percent in seven days on that, which is pretty amazing. Um, I'm also in Nike. That I'm doing very well. Twenty-eight days I've been in Nike, up six percent. Microsoft uh, up 5%. Uh, I'm sorry. Apple's up 4% in 21 days. Microsoft's up 5% in 31 days. And NVIDIA is only up 1%. But remember, I just started building the position. It's only I've only been in the, the position for two days. And we're up about 1%. So that kind of gives you the, you know, kind of how I am allocated. I do have a little bit of cash. I may lighten, uh, depending de depending on how you know how it looks. I may lighten on some of my positions here, but this is sort of how uh, these are the stocks that I'm holding right now. And this doesn't include, of course, the spreads that uh, that I've done, but these are some of the these are some of the stocks that I'm holding right now. So, kind of gives you an idea, a look, see of kind of what's going on. A little bit of a bandwidth. Uh, it seems like my, my my face is frozen here, so. If you're, you know, hopefully I'll, hopefully we'll get this back in a second. I won't look so stupid here on the screen. I tell you, it's funny that this thing takes a, takes a toll. All right. Thanks, Matt. Let's look at MC uh, and just take a quick look over that. So let's pull that back. Let's MC. All right. And that is Morales and Company. I don't know this. I, I don't know MC, to be honest. I don't know this, but it is really up. I mean, it's definitely in a buy zone right now. Looks like there's a finance investment company. They have some very, looks like very strong accumulation going on here. And they definitely had some beautiful earnings per share. Wow, that's incredible. Let's look at this. This might be a buy. Wow, this is this is something else. Yeah, look at that. Their sales were up 126%. And look at that. Wow. Uh, when it goes pound sign 999% like that, that means that, that, that they have just, there. it's blown off the charts up over 1,000%. So that is incredible. Something must be going on there that I don't know about, but it is definitely in a buy zone right now. Relative strength is 85. So, yeah, this is totally buyable. So I'm going to put this down on my on my watch list. This is a this is an excellent heads up. And of course, if I find my um, my pen here, no, oh, there we go. Grab my pen. So MC, I didn't I don't know this company. I'll be honest with you, but boy, that chart looks good. I would, yeah, this is definitely, you could definitely buy this one right at this level. This is a, this is tremendous. Let's look at MGI. Take a look there, MGI. See if we've got, wow, another one, another one, payment services. Oh, MoneyGram. Okay, I know this company. Yeah, this company is actually based in Dallas. <laughs> This is a good little company. This used to be called Travelers Express. It used to be part of the Greyhound, and then it was spun off, and then it became MoneyGram. This is a really good company. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm just frozen. My my uh, camera is still frozen. So let me see if I can I can get the, my camera working here. Well, maybe I can't. Maybe I'll just have to go like that. Um, it is. This is right in the buy zone. Uh, totally in a buy zone. MoneyGram is. And look at that. We've got seven uh, percent up in sales. Um, I guess they just came to earnings. No, no, the earnings in eight days. So this is definitely a watch list. Uh, MoneyGram. Yeah. This is a, this is really this is a good stock. Um, we've got a, a very nice pattern on this one. A consolidation through stage, consolidation here at and the and the the buy point on this is eleven eighty six. Wow, this is really good. Um, boy, this is this is a buy right now. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Matt. This is uh, this is something really, really nice. It's got a 67 checklist. That is my minimum, but it's very good. We've got a 98 relative strength. That's good. The sales are 
not up 20%, but they're still good. Uh, and earnings per share. Okay, we're positive earnings per share. This is looking like this is a very good stock. Yeah, this is I definitely I, I definitely think that this one is definitely worth looking into. Definitely worth looking into. So thank you for that very, very much. Do you consider price targets in your trading stations? Um, here's the thing about here's the thing about a price target. I'm not really a big fan of price targets. Basically, uh, many of the um, uh, many many of the um, uh, many many of the investment bank use price targets. I don't typically use them. I use buy points instead. That's really kind of where, you know, that's that's really kind of where I'm, you know, uh, what I what I work with is our buy points. Um, I those are the ones. That's what I like to to do. So I don't really go. Here's the thing with price targets. If I'm in a stock and I'm up twenty to twenty five percent, that's where I start lightening up. That's where I start selling into strength. So those are the price targets for me. Um, you know, I'm really more in more in line with that rather than rather than strict price targets. For some reason, my my camera once again is not uh, is, is not doing the right thing. Let me see if I can get that camera going here. For some reason, I have some issues with it. Let's see if I can change the definition. No. Nope. Hmm. I seem to have lost my camera, unfortunately. So I guess it'll be audio only. Let's see if I can. Um, let's see if I can start that camera again. No, it's just not letting me have the camera. So, oh boy, always, always something with this. Always something with this Streamyard software. I may have to change to another company. Um, all right, Intel and Snap, please. Your predictions on if I think Intel. Um, you know, uh, Intel, I don't think it's going to be uh, as strong as people think it is. I have a bear call spread on it. Cannot say, but uh, I think after hours, it's, it's likely to go down. But we'll see. I want to see how it's trading. I'm having issues here again. So I'm sorry about this. There we go. All right. So let's look at the five-minute chart on Intel. And it looks as if um, going into... Uh, earnings, it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be trading down a little bit. Just the last spike looks like it's down a little bit. We will see how this comes in. Okay, no, okay, so so now we have, I think we have more bandwidth now. Okay, let's see if I can uh, get the camera back here. Hold on. Let's see. And... Let me see if I can go out and get come back in here and see if I can get my camera back on me. It seems like I'm having issues um, on on that, so um, I'm going to leave. Okay, <laughs> I'm up now. We had a little bit of an issue with one of the. I think it's the. I think it's the plug on it. But anyways, let's get let's back at it. Thank you very much. Um, okay, four uh, percent in Korea on results, metal sector. Hmm. I don't know about a. I don't know about Arun. I'm not sure. Let me check. Uh, Snap. Okay, let's look at Snap too. Snap reports tonight as well. Let's get back to Snap. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, here's the jelly chart for Snap. 
really hard to say here. Um, looking at the last one up. You know, I think it's likely to gap up. I, I, I think Snap's likely to move up. Well, that's my opinion. Uh, this is looking very good. Um, everything's looking good except for this camera. All right. I'll just I'll just go with it with without the with the out the camera it keeps it keeps moving in and out yeah so getting back to that um, I do think we're going to see snap move move up move higher so let's see next question um, let's take another one okay Crocs Crocs gapped up today C R O X let's look at that. Look, yeah, look at that! Wow, they had some they had some very nice earnings. I wish I had been in this one. I wasn't I wasn't in Crocs. Um, yeah, definitely definitely excellent in terms of the um, you know sales are up ninety three percent, profits are up one hundred twenty one percent. That is incredible. But I guess when you're selling plastic shoes, it it you know it's a very profitable business. Look at that. Yeah. Would I buy it here? No, I probably wouldn't buy it after the gap up. I'm a little afraid it's going to pull back, but uh, this is this is not bad. Uh, this is this is this is this is really an interesting chart. Let's see. Uh, question from TikTok. Sorry to be. Let's get, go from the top. Um, Fubu. F U. F U B O. Let's look at F U B O. Let's take a look and see what's happening there. F U B O. Fubo. Well. Might have been doing better, but uh, right now, Fubo, yeah, it's still in a downward trend. I wouldn't buy this one at this level. Just, I just wouldn't buy this one at this level. Yeah, so I, I don't think this is, I don't think this is viable. Let me see if I can, I can get my um, camera here and try, try this. See if this will work, <laughs> and see if I can start that camera. No. There we go. Hey, what do you know? I'm getting, I'm getting, it looks like I'm getting, uh, it looks like I'm getting the camera. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, so let's take a look at Fubo. Uh, and with Fubo, basically we're in this downward trend. I want to show you this. Kind of in this downward trend. So would I buy it here? No. I would wait until it reverses above this 35 level. Let's kind of look at the, let's kind of look at the chart to see how it's done. It's, it's got a good chart. 78% is pretty decent on Fubo, but I just wouldn't buy this one. This is a watch list. Uh, I think you just got to be, um, you know, I just, I just think you got to watch this, this one. This one really just isn't, um, you know, isn't, isn't, you know, this is a watch list. So that's what I would do on this one. I would watch list this one. And there we go. Oh, turn it. There we go. So I would watch list this one. And, uh, but you know, Fubo, I just, I just don't think it's, uh, yeah, I just don't think it's all there in terms of, uh, it, in terms of something to, uh, to buy. So, all right, let's look at Roblox. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. RBLX. And of course I, uh, this is, you know, for gamers, this one's doing, you know, this one's really, really good. A lot of people really like this one. I have not been in um, Roblox, um, but it is still kind of, you know, I'd be a little bit careful on here. There was a, the prior buy point on this was, on IPO, the base was 79.10, and right now it's 81. So, I mean, you could make a, you could make a case that it's viable at this level. You could make a case that it's viable at this level. But with a relative strength of 58, I just, I'm a little bit leery on this one. 56. I think with this one, really, you're just going to have to be a little bit careful on this one. And, you know, I really, I really think you're just going to have to watch list this one because um, it's, it's just not powerful enough. I want to see it move past about this, this, uh, this, this buy point here, this, this 80, this 79 buy point. It is clearly past that at 81.59, but I just want to see a little bit. I, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to watch this one, see how this performs tomorrow. I think it may pull back tomorrow, and then, uh, but, but if if this, if it can hold above about 79 until um, Monday, I think you might have a buy here. 
But right now, it's a little bit weak. The checklist is a little bit weak. I'd be a little bit careful with this one uh, just because, uh, you know, just, just because of the weakness. I, 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 I would be a little bit careful. I'd be a little bit careful on Roblox right now entering a position. Is Apple going to go? Um, okay. Uh, is Apple, well, Apple, let me, let me take this question from QuickBook. Uh, is Apple going up before earnings? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, here's the thing about Apple. Apple has been very slow and steady, uh, but it, it, it jumped a little bit out of its channel. I want to kind of show you that here. Um, it's up today, which is very nice, at 146.68. And it's up, you know, it's up uh, very nice. A little, the volume's a little bit off, about 17% off, but it's up a little bit. I do think we're going to see, you know, Apple move, um, you know, move back up into this channel right here. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking for. It, earnings are in five days. Here's the thing with Apple. If you're in Apple, and you just got an Apple, and you're not and and, and you're you're not up about ten percent, I would recommend selling Apple before earnings, waiting to see what's going to happen with earnings, and then possibly buying it back after earnings. And the reason why I recommend doing it this way is because this way. Uh, you're, you, you, you might not make as much of the upside profit, but you're not going to give up anything either. And that's the main thing. You want to be careful when you're coming into earnings, especially if you don't have a profit cushion. A profit cushion uh, basically equals about 10%. So that's the kind of thing that you really want to you really want to be careful. So coming into earnings, um, 10% profit. Margin, or sell it. Um, so basically, into into earnings, you want a ten percent profit margin. If you don't have that ten percent profit margin, you might want to consider selling it. And the and we and we have earnings on Apple in five days, so. I really would consider possibly if you don't if you're not up 10% sell it. I'm that's what I'm going to be doing with my with my shares. I'm going to be selling them coming into earnings if I don't have 10% or better on them. And most of my most of my most of my ones right now don't have that. So I'm going to probably be selling into earnings. So that's just a that's that's just a FYI to to hang on to some of your um to some of your profits. So that's that could be an important thing uh, when you're coming into earnings. All right, I'm gonna um, I, I'm going to put call on. Do you mean either a put or a call? You're going to put a call on in, Intel. Well, uh, that could be a very good strategy, but I do think that uh, Intel is not going to have great earnings. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to have great earnings, so you might you you might be a little bit surprised. We'll see. Um, but I don't like doing naked calls because of the risk. I can't really adjust them if I do that. So, um, but good luck. And um, you know you you may do very very well on that. So uh, anything to buy in the tech sector? Well, there, actually, there's a lot to buy in the tech sector right now. I just kind of want to show you some of the things that uh, I've been buying as of late. Of course, everybody knows about DocuSign, uh, DOCU. I still think this is viable. It's just slightly above its its buy point here. I've been I've been accumulating DocuSign, DOCU, and that has done very very well for me. Uh, you know, I've been since this dip. I sold here, and then I've been buying as it dipped, and it moved above this zone. So, DocuSign is definitely one that I would definitely take a look at buying right now in the tech sector. Another one that I would consider buying in the tech sector is Roku. Now, I was shaken out of Roku. These are all pretty expensive stocks, but I all think they're all. I think they're all really good. Roku just moved past a very critical. Um, um, a, a critical reversal point. So Roku is starting to make a move higher. And right now you don't want to go into the full position because we're still below uh, essentially a buy point, the buy point being 162. Um, but above this reversal line, I think it's viable. So this is another one that I think you might want to look at very, very carefully is Roku. Um, I, I think it's an excellent stock and I think it has some real excellent legs on it. Um, another stock that I think you might want to look at right now that's at a good buy point, uh, again, and I keep harping on this, is NVIDIA. 
NVDA. And NVIDIA is looking very strong. Uh, and of course, it split four for one. It pulled back just like we indicated it would. And now it's starting to move back higher. So I still think on a split adjusted basis, I still think 195 is not a bad price for NVIDIA. I do think it's going to move higher. And I think it's probably going to move uh, above the, about that 208 level probably fairly quickly. I think we're going to see that probably within the next um, two or three weeks here. So NVIDIA is another one that I would look at in the tech sector. I know these are all kind of expensive, but I think they're all really quality. And right now it's a tough market to trade. Typically, July markets are tough because they're, they're kind of up and down. But, um, you know, NVIDIA right now is looking pretty darn good as well. Okay, let's see. What do you think about DoggyCoin? Well, I think, oh, I, I think I need to I need I think I need to show this because I think we need to check in on um, I, I think we, I think we need to check in on um, on Bitcoin because uh, in light of there was a story in uh, the Wall Street Journal about how Bitcoin is sort of you know not performing quite as well as is uh, as, as we would like to see it obviously I do think it's pulling back and I do think that we have a danger of it moving lower. So we've got to be a little bit concerned about Bitcoin. Now, as you can see, we've it's pulled up a little bit. It did bounce off that 30,000 level. It's currently at 30, 32, um, 380, 389. But I think you have to be a little bit careful with Bitcoin because as you can see, Bitcoin was at its very highest back here, best basically in April. But since April, it has been, it has been falling. And so I am not that bullish right now on Bitcoin. Now, hopefully it will start its march back up once again. But I, I think that right now there is a floor about $30,000 on Bitcoin. So anything, you know, if it falls through that floor and it didn't fall through, it, it almost fell through that floor um, recently. But I think you got to be very careful. I wouldn't be a buyer at this level. I just, I just think let's see if Bitcoin can move. If it moves above $40,000, then I think you could safely move back into it. But right now, I think we're in danger of it falling below 30000 It could fall probably as low as 22, uh, I, 22 That's kind of where I'm looking, uh, you know, looking for it to settle if it, if it, if it, if it, if it can't hold the $30,000 level. So I think we have to be super-duper careful regarding Bitcoin. Now, to get a kind of a glimpse of where I think Bitcoin is going, I use the B, um, the GBTC. It's the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And what it is, is that it controls about um, 4% of the world's Bitcoin. And this, it, it, according to this chart, the sentiment on Bitcoin is, is decidedly negative right now. And so I think you've got to be super careful with the cryptos. The reason I cover Bitcoin and not the other ones is because it's really Bitcoin that is the premier of the cryptos, and that's the one you got to look out for. Um, so right now, I think you got to be careful with Bitcoin and all cryptos in general. So I think you have to be really, really careful with that. Uh, let's take a look at Digital Turbine. That's apps, of course. And uh, interesting, when I was down in Austin on July 4th, I went by the building, the apps building. It's right downtown. It's very interesting. A company called Digital Turbine. And um, it looks like they've. It, it looks like it possibly is getting some support here, at the 200-day line. Um, you know that this is. We don't want to buy anything below this 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 black line, just because it's just not. It's just not in an ascendancy. I would be a little bit careful about buying uh, uh, digital turbine here. What I would do is I would kind of try to wait for a reversal. What I'm doing here is I'm drawing a reversal line, and I really want to see it move above that. I, I really want to see it move above this above this line. Let's see if I can get it to to click on that line. Well, it didn't do it. Let's see if I can draw it again and see if that'll work. All right, I'm trying it again. All right, there we go. So this is the reversal line, and there we go. So we've got the reversal line in there now. So basically, what this line is doing is this is showing is the is is the stock underperform under. Um, is it moving lower? Is it moving higher? Right now, even though it's popped up here a few times, digital turbine is moving lower. So we don't want, I don't think we want to be in digital turbine, even though 
we have this extremely good relative strength of 98. I still think we have to be careful with digital turbine. I think we want to wait until it gets into an uptrend. As you can see, even on the weekly chart, we've got a downward trend. So, um, but it has been turning up as of late. So this is definitely a watch list. They had a very good quarter uh, up. Uh, sales are up 142 and profits are up at a whopping 400%, which is incredible. There's a lot of funds in this, 481 as of last count. They have positive cash flow. This is definitely something I'm looking for. And uh, it, it, it's looking up. But I wouldn't buy this one right away because it's still, I want to see it, I want to see it reverse to the upside. Right now, it's still trending lower. It's still trending lower. So I want to see it move above, um, above this trend line. And currently, that trend line is at about 75. So right now, I don't really want to buy this until it moves above about 75. If this moves up above about 75, then I'm probably a buyer of it right now. I'm not so much. I'm not probably a buyer of this uh, right now, just based on just just based just based on this trend line. So that's kind of that's kind of how I see it with with uh, Digital Turbine. Great company, definitely worth watch listing. But I wouldn't be a buyer of it right now. You want to see it go above about 75 because that's going to mean that the trend has changed on it. So let's take a look at some of the other TikTok. Thank you very much. MMAT, any thoughts? Let's look at MMAT. This is a question from TikTok. MMAT. And that is Media Materials. This is a company I'm not familiar with, to be honest with. This is, what, this is a classic penny stock. Typically, typically, institutions don't buy stocks that are under about $10 in value. And that's definitely the case with this one. This, this stock has been moving lower. Uh, it might change. That, that might change, but currently, this is a downward trend. So I just don't like buying stocks <coughs> that are moving lower. That's what they call catching a falling knife. I'm not a fan of this. So I'd have to pass on media materials. I just think, uh, I don't know where you got the, the tip, but I don't think that's a good tip, to be honest. Not, I'm not trying to uh, disp disparage anybody, but that stock is less than $10 and it's going down. So I'm not as interested in it. Let's look at DocuSign. Thank you, Frau. Uh, let's look at DocuSign. This is a stock that I really, really like. Um, I've been acquiring DocuSign. Um, I've, I've made several buys on DocuSign, and I, st I think it's going to go a lot higher. I really do. <coughs> I think this is this may be towards the end of the year. This may be one of the winner winners. Um, I've essentially been buying it uh, since um, you know since it started this this run here. It's basically started with earnings. What happened was that they had blowout earnings back in June, back in early June, and then. Once that blowout earnings happened, that's where I started getting really interested in it. I'm always looking for stocks that gap up, and then not only do they hold it, but they continue to move higher. That's the case with DocuSign. Currently, it passed above the 290 buy point. The last buy point on this 290, that was about four days ago. It has since moved above the buy zone. So technically, you could buy it here. It's almost a little extended. You almost don't, at this point, it's it's a little bit dangerous, probably. You know, it's getting more dangerous because because the top of the buy range is about 305. Currently, it's about 307. You can buy it here, but be forewarned, you're a little bit above the uh, you're a little bit above the buy point. You you want to try to buy stocks within five percent of the buy point. The buy point right now on DocuSign is 290. So therefore, um, we are we are a little bit above. We're a little extended. It's not necessarily, you know, you have to be careful when you're buying stocks extended because they will tend to pull back down to that buy point. So be a little bit careful here. This is a great stock. I think it's going to continue to power higher. I have I have a large, uh, you know, I, I've been building a position, but I have not, in the last few days, I have not been buying DocuSign. I basically have gotten my full, uh, my full measure of DocuSign because it is extended right now from the buy point. So, but that's a great question. Um, all right. Uh, I am going to put a to put call on. Okay, I don't know what you're saying there. Um, let's see. Anything? Okay, we checked about that. Let's go back down here. MMAT still holding. Um, I would, oh, by the way, oh, MM, anything on MMAT still holding? You know what, I, Ricky, I would be very, I, I would sell this. 
this is this is another thing. Remember the seven percent rule on this. Anytime you're down more than seven percent, no matter what, just sell it. And the reason is is because in the long term, that's going to save you a lot of grief. Here's what I do when I buy any stock. I buy the stock, and at the minimum, I put in a stop loss at seven percent down. Usually, it's even tighter. Usually, it's it's maybe even five percent down. I don't typically like to take when I'm buying a stock, anything more than about a 7% loss, because you can recover from a 7% loss. It only takes about an increase of about 8 or 9% to, to, to win back a 10% loss. But if you're below 7% in terms of your loss, it takes a lot, lot more. By the time you're down 15%, you know, you're looking at having to come up with almost 35% gain. And by the time you're at 50%, you're done. So here's the thing. If you're down more than 7% on any stock, just do the math. Just do the math on this one. To come back to even, you're going to have to have a whole lot more. 7% is about the limit. So anything, any, anytime you're down more than about 7 or 8%, you really want to consider selling it and selling it immediately. I use um, stop losses to do this, you know, and, and I can show you. I mean, you know, I don't always get it right. I, um, I, I certainly don't. Um, let, me just show you, let me just show you the small portfolio here and show you kind of how I've traded last month, you'll notice that, you know, not everything I have is winners. A lot of them, a lot of them are losers. Uh, but by keeping the losses fairly small, uh, you can, you can, oh, we've lost the camera again. We've got a little freeze. There we go. So I'm going to go back to the small portfolio here, and I'm going to move down here a little bit. I'm going to kind of show you how my trading was last month. Now, if you'll notice, I only have one, two, three winners in here, but yet I'm up. Why? Because I'm I'm taking very small losses, 6%, 3%, 6%, 7%. But if you'll notice, when I take when I take my gains, they're almost always three to one. They're over 20% usually, or if they're or if it's a wash, what I did with Santana is I just wanted to sell it because it wasn't doing anything, so I just sold it and I put it back into something that was doing something. So. This is a really good. This is a really good logic on this. You want to always look at your, at, at your trades, and you want to and you want to see from them how you're trading. Never take more than a seven percent loss because you will have a minimal amount of drawdown in capital. If you'll notice here, the, even though it's a seven percent loss, it's only a seventy three percent. It's only seventy three dollars in terms of capital. Well, the reason is is because I I'm taking if I'm down seven percent and I'm using um, I'm using a uh, position rule where we're using eight positions, the maximum I can lose at 7% is 1% of my portfolio value. So this is why you don't want to go in too big on anything and you don't, and you want to have a stop loss. Now, if the stock moves up, then you want to go bigger. But you know, when you, when you take everything and you throw it into one stock, that's not a very good strategy. It just really isn't. I'm not trying to berate anyone. I'm just saying I had to learn this the hard way. Here's, here's what you do. Every day, every day, I look at my I look at my stocks and I and I sort them, basically. And I'm going to do that right now. I sort them by, um, I sort I sort them by winning. So, what I do here, hopefully this will work. There we go. So what I do here is 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 that I actually sort these every day, um, from high to low, uh, basically, um, you know, you know, ba basically by, you know, percentage. And so this this gives you this this oops well I, okay oh, I have to can't use that filter oh well so I guess I have to take it off okay there we go so we're now we're back anyways I didn't successfully sort that I have to I I had something on there but if you'll notice I sort by high to low so my winners are DocuSign Nike and then. Um, and then, and then Microsoft, then Apple, then Nvidia. Um, so I'm, I have all winners now. Why? But I take and I get. What I do is I get rid of my losers. I get rid of my my stinkers. I move them down here, and I and, and I and I take the money and I put them back on my winners. See, you do this every month, and you're going to get you're going to get great results. You're going to get great results. But you're never you're never too far concentrated in any one thing. The maximum I like to concentrate any on any stock is about three full positions, which is about a quarter of the portfolio. So actually two and a half is a quarter of the portfolio because there's eight full positions. So I uh, just kind of wanted to, to give you that. All right, let's look at this. I sold uh, uh, AOUT downgraded by Goldman. All right, well, you know, 
Um, selling on downgrades is not a bad idea, especially if you have profit, because a lot of times that can be the end of profit when somebody like Goldman um, downgrades it. American Outdoor Browns, of course, is the company that uh, has Colt firearms, which uh, which is good. And as you can see, yeah, it took a, it, it took a dive here on earnings. The earnings were great, and then it still dove. Isn't that interesting? And then it came back, and then it was downgraded. So interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, you know, th this was a very good stock. I mean, it was, it was this, is, this, is, this is a classic earnings risk here where even though they have great earnings and they, had, they were up by 1,000%, believe it or not, they still pulled back. So this is one of the reasons why if I don't have a 10% cushion going into earnings, I typically am a seller. And that's, and that's, and that's exactly why. Uh, and, and it's actually exactly why, because you never know when that's going to happen. So try to, unless you have a 10% cushion going into earnings, try to consider selling, taking the profit, waiting to see how it trades through that. And then if it still looks strong, go back, go back and buy in again. All right. Uh, IWM. Okay. So let's look at the IWM. Of course, this is the, um, uh, this is an ETF. And the IWM is the Russell 2000. This is the, you know, basically um, the, the 2000 uh, by, by market cap share. So this is a very broad index, one of the most broad indexes. Uh, it's trading below the, um, it's trading below the, um, the 50 day line, it's still above the, the 200, which is good. It's in this consolidation range. It does look like though, I don't know. I, you know, even though it pulled back today, I think it was likely to move up to this level, about the 233 level. So it does look like it bounced here. It got support, and it looks like it is potentially moving higher. I want to kind of look at the five-minute chart here. Well, yeah, it's got support right at the end of the day. So here's the thing I would think on this. I think it, I think this is still pretty good. Uh, looking at this, I, I think this is, is still pretty decent. Now it's after hours. Let's see. Let's just click over here. I want to see how Intel is trading. INTC. This is going to be right before the earnings call, and I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet. Okay, it's starting to to trend a little bit lower. Uh, don't know if this is going to pull back or not. Um, we don't know if it's going to pull back or not. We'll we'll get the or we get should get earnings on Intel here in just a second. So let me see if I can pull over to that uh, no not really bad earnings uh, so looks like they were down but just only slightly so yeah it is selling off a little bit selling off a little bit so let's look at the daily chart here yeah selling off a little bit it's right at the 200 day line I think it's probably going to pull lower, but we'll see. Probably not by a lot, though. I think this. I think it's holding up fairly well. So, very interesting. Very interesting on that. Uh, very interesting on that. All right. Okay. Shoe Carnival. I've been out of Shoe Carnival for a while. I did close my spreads on it. Um, I thought I was going to do better on it because it was a. It was a. It was a split play. Um, SCVL. But I still like the stock, and I still like the area that it's in. I mean, Nike is one of my best-performing stocks uh, out there. So let's go over to the weekly chart, see how it's looking. Yeah, it's pulled back a little, a little bit. Shoe Carnival is definitely pulled back a little bit, but it is getting some strength. After hours, it's off a little bit. Let's look at the five-minute chart. Yeah, it's getting some strength. So it looks like it's bounced at about uh, 3280 it looks like it is possibly moving higher. So, you know, I don't necessarily should give up on Shoe Carnival. I just closed my my trade early. I just it just wasn't going in the right direction. But it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. Okay, let's look at fuel cell. And this was sort of this is sort of last year's news here. Um, you know, this was a very popular stock last year. It was a good stock last year, but this year just it just hasn't been performing all that well. If you can see, it's just basically free. it peaked basically here in January. It was doing terrific in January, and then, you know, and then it just, you know, it was good. It just set in, and you know, this is the this is the line on it. It's just it's just down. I just I think you got to get rid of it, especially if you are uh, 
you're down more than 7%. I, I just would sell this one. If you'll notice that the, the, the uh, 50-day line crossed the 200-day line, this is what they call the death cross right here. And this means that the stock typically is dying. So I, I just, I would, I would be a seller on this one. I think you got to sell this one. Yeah, it has a terrible checklist, 33%. If you're down more than 7% on this one, just consider selling, please, because I don't think this one's going to recover. Not anytime soon. It's not looking like it. Uh, Palantir is a different story, though. PLTR. Um, that's why it's so important when you have losers, don't hang on to your losers. Don't hang on to your losers. You need to sell your losers and then put that money in the winners. That's that's really the strategy that you need to employ. It's very hard emotionally to do this. It took me a long time to do this. I would hang on to my losers and I would sell my winners. It's exactly the opposite. You want to be selling your losers and buying and buying more of your winners and just keeping them going. Um, I'm still not ready to throw in the towel on uh, Palantir. Palantir is a great company. And I think it'll be great in the future. But right now, I just don't think you can buy it. It's below the the, the 50-day line. It, it was an IPO. Uh, it has just been trading just about 200 days. It's below that 200-day line. So it started out good, but basically, it's just not there. I mean, as you can see, look at all that overhead supply. And what do I mean by overhead supply? Well, if you look at kind of where it's traded down to its lowest, you'll notice that it, it, it shot up here. And there was a lot of buying activity. But people didn't sell. They just held on, you see? dipped there a little bit but people just so there's what they call a lot of overhead supply so even if this thing moves up even a little bit people that are holding that have hold from back here are going to be selling so lots of overhead supply on palantir uh if you have palantir and you're at a profit consider selling it or consider reducing your position because i think it's going to be it's going to be tough for palantir to move higher until it's going to take a while because a lot of the people that bought it originally have not sold it and it has a lot of overhead supply so not a good place to buy i now for fuel cell i just f cell i think you just can't it's not you can't do that one it's just not a good it's just not a good stock but but uh, palantir is a different story it's a good stock but it's a watch list don't don't move into it right now um <laughs> weed stock sea changing here's a yeah, thanks so much you know here's the thing about weed stocks i mean you know the only really good weed stock out there, in my opinion, it isn't even a weed stock at all. It's it's um, innovative industrial products. Uh, let's see what the symbol is. That IIP, I think it is. Let's see if it, uh, I have to see what the what the symbol is for innovative industrial products. If you want to play the weed area, uh, properties. Let's see. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the real estate cannabis play. IIPR is the symbol. So there we go. Um, so let's look at the IIPR symbol. Let's look at this. This is really the only weed play that I think is good. I think most of the cannabis stocks like Tilray and all that stuff, you know, just let other people buy them. This one I think is good. It's called Industrial Innovation. Um, Innovative Industrial Products, IIP, and basically it's a REIT. So it's a real estate investment trust that owns properties that allow people to do hydroponic growing of marijuana. This is the, this is the part of the industry to be in. There's just too much other risk relative to marijuana, um, but the, the growers, they don't have anywhere else to go. These guys will, 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 will um, um, you know, the, you know, these guys are, they're renting from these guys. So these guys do well. And this is the one you want to be in if you want to be in in the in, in the, you want to be in the the marijuana space. You want to be in, in innovative industrial product uh, properties, and uh, it's doing pretty good. It's got a roll of strength of 89. It's got a hundred percent checklist here, Ahmad. Hundred percent. It's this is this is where you want to be in the in the weed space. But you really don't want to be with the weed stocks themselves, the ones that grow the stuff. You want to be with the property owners. That's where you want to be. I I. IIPR, Innovative Industrial Properties. <coughs> Excuse me. So that one, you know, that's a great way to play the weed space. Thank you so much for your answer. <laughs> thank you. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love, I'm, I'm a big fan of Apple. I really am. Uh, it's a slow stock, but it's a good stock. Um, okay. Bitcoin comes back to the 3200. That's true, but you know, here's the thing: it's bouncing on the way down 
I think if you've got profits in Bitcoin right now, consider closing your positions uh, and taking it in cash and then waiting for the right time. I think Bitcoin is probably going to drop below 30000 If it does, then I think you've got to be really careful. And I think that's a good time if it's below 30000 probably to close your positions. All right. Plug, P-L-U-G. Take a look. Plug power. This kind of is the last year. This is sort of a stock from last year, too. Did really, really great up until about January. Since then, no moss. It's interesting how these how these alternative plays, these, uh, it's I guess it's sort of a Biden rumor sell news kind of thing. It's interesting how when Biden came in, all of these alternative energy stocks went down. It's very interesting. I, I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but it, but before they were doing all great. They just were going up like crazy. And then Biden comes in, boom, it goes down. I don't know why that's stressed. I guess it has something to do with the fact that the price of oil went up. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. It's so weird. But yeah, this, that was a great stock last year. It was, but not this year. Intel. Let's look at how Intel is trading. Thank you. Cause I did put out that, that spread on it. I, you know, I hope I was right on this. INTC. Um, you know, the earnings were not supposed to be all that hot. Um, I haven't really seen anything yet on this. Interesting. There was a lot of selling going on, but the question is, is it, is it, will it drop below 55? And it looks like it's just right at 55. So we will see how this opens tomorrow, but it looks like it's right at the 200 day moving average. So, and it's starting to drop. It looks like after hours. But not much. I mean, I mean, it really—it's only gone down. Yeah, it's really only gone down a little more than a dollar. No, there it goes. Oh, there it goes. Okay, yeah, the drop is on. Okay, we just announced, and it looked—it's looking like it's going down. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of what I expected on this. Yeah, it's down two percent. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is gonna this is gonna go down significantly. So I think I think that spread will work. That that spread should work very well. The uh, the spread that we had, the bear call spread, the bear put spread that we had on uh, on Intel, that probably will do pretty well. Looks like look looks like that's happening right now. So, okay, very good. All right, let's talk with hey Jim, great cut. Thank you. Um, oh, can you explain about overhead supply? <laughs> okay, what is overhead supply? Well, overhead supply. Let me just show you the uh, sort of the poster child for overhead supply. And that is a company, obviously, that you've heard of. Uh, uh, this was my very best stock last year. It was Tesla, TSLA. And this is this is a stock that has traditionally had a lot of overhead supply. And what I mean, what do I mean by overhead supply? Well, what I mean by overhead supply is, if you'll notice, the stock ran up significantly, way up here to $966 a share. But as it pulled down, a lot of people did not sell. Okay. So basically what you have here is at about this level, what happens is it got up to about $789, you see? And then it got up there. But then all of these people that didn't sell, they started selling and they pushed it down. So here's the problem. I think in order to get rid of this overhead supply here, we're going to have to see people, it's going to probably make an attempt to move up to about that seven hundred and 60 range and then and if it can get through that then we can, then we will have exhausted the overhead supply but right now we have a lot of overhead supply on uh on um on uh, uh tesla and the way overhead supply works is people buy it on the way up and then and they say wow this is great and they hold on to it and it goes way way up and then it hits the peak and then it starts retreating but they don't sell they just hold and it goes it goes down and they say and they just hold on, they hold on, they believe in it so much. And then eventually it bounces, then it comes right back up. But then it gets up to like a, a, a um, uh, an index line here, like uh, like 21, like the 21 day exponential. And then people say, well, I'll sell a little bit of loss. So they do, and they start selling, and then it goes down again. And then it comes back up, it makes another attempt to break out here. But there's still people that are holding on it. They start, they, they, they start selling. And then it starts pushing, pushing back. So really what needs to happen is you need to have overhead supply. Uh, you need to get rid of that overhead supply. And right now, 
there's a lot of overhead supply in certain issues. And one of them, one of the chief issues where there's a lot of overhead supply is Tesla. And what does that mean? Well, what that means is, is that as Tesla moves up to about 720, 740 in that range, a lot of people are, are going to start selling into that, in, into that thinking, gosh, you know, I want to cut my losses. I've been holding on to it. I just want to get out of it. And that's overhead supply. And until you get rid of the overhead supply, unfortunately, it makes it difficult for it to move above certain price ranges. And that's kind of what overhead supply is all about. In a nutshell. All right. Um, I bought Palantir at 29. Okay, let's look back at Palantir. I just want to give, see if I can. Because at the end of the day, it, it's where you bought it that counts. Okay, so you bought it at 29, so you're right here. Okay, Palantir is also a stock that has a lot of overhead supply. I'm going to draw a line here. If you bought at 29, then that means that you bought right back here. You bought back in February, it looks like. So the fact that you bought in February, well, obviously you thought, well, you've, you've held on to it. This is, a classic, this is a classic example of overhead supply. All right, you bought at that time, but you didn't sell when it moved down for, it was five, um, 7%. You didn't sell. So you just held it. So it went down, and then it popped up a little bit, popped up a little bit. Now it's at 27. Here's the thing. Um, Palantir will eventually move back above this, but you may be waiting six months at least because there's a lot of overhead supply on Palantir. Here's what I would do if I was at 29 right now and I was selling at 22. I'd probably sell this right now. I would sell this, take the money, and invest in something that's growing because right now it's going to be a while, Tyler, before you get back your... I, it, there's a lot of overhead supply on Palantir, and so it's going to be difficult for you to get your, your money back on that. I'm really <laughs> sorry to say that. Um, okay. Uh, one thing I'd like to bring up here, of course, is the um, action trailers. And by the way, um, we did have that spread on Intel. Hopefully, they'll do well. It looks like Intel is pulling back after hours. It's a bear put spread. Um, obviously, you know, it's too late to get into it now, but, uh, we do have some great stuff on there. Just kind of wanted to show you, I'll, I'll pop on over. This is sort of how the page looks here. Um, Dallas trading floor. Oops. Com. All right. So basically, uh, the, Basically, it looks like this. This is this is what it'll look like when you go to DallasTradingFloor.com. If you want to get on the free action trade alerts, just just go here, um, first and last name, and then you know possibly an SMS too because we do do trade alerts. Hit that subscribe button. If you want to go and uh, look at the, the the private Discord service, this is a really great thing. Um, you know, I basically uh, basically on this from the market open until the show comes on every day, and uh, you know, and you can ask questions. I put trades in there. Tell you when I tell you how I'm closing or opening a trade, so it's really helpful. A lot of people have done very very well on that, um, and we had we had one gentleman that said that he made over hundred thousand dollars on uh, on Nvidia. That's great. I wish I had made that. <laughs> that was pretty terrific. Um, also, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just click on this here. But just go to www Dallas Trading Floor. Super easy uh, to get that. And of course, every day um, right before the show. I put the I put the this is where you can punch on it to 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 watch it on YouTube. And of course, like, this is this is on right now. But if you punch this, you'll get to the YouTube feed as well. Now, if you're on uh, if you're on TikTok, super easy. You can do the same thing. All you have to do is go to my profile, click the link, and you'll get right to the Discord. Um, you, you'll get right to the to to the to the same thing where you can sign up for free action trailers and everything. So uh, I am. I think I'll take one more question and then, but I got to wrap it up for today. But um, thank you for everyone to stopping by. Thanks for answering. Oh, uh, got about fifty k invested. Oh, okay. Um, hey Tyler, why don't you get on? You know, possibly consider joining the Discord room. And possibly following my small portfolio, maybe I can help you make some of that back. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be. Uh, um, but you. You need to protect your, your. You need to protect yourself a little bit. I had to learn this too. So don't. Don't. Don't feel. Don't feel bad about this. This. I tell you, man. For years, nobody told me about all of this stuff. Fortunately, I got this book uh, called How to Make Money in Stocks and Winning System. Good times, sir. Um, um, 
bad by by William O'Neill, and it 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 really changed my life. I mean, it was the greatest it was the greatest thing ever. So that's one of the things I also would would consider um, looking into as well uh, is getting um, uh, getting that book. And you can definitely do that by going to www.dallastradingfloor.com, and uh, I, I have that up as a as you, as you can get that. So until tomorrow, let's see one more question. Thank you. Snap is up 13% after hours. Wow. That is incredible. Thanks, Polly, for that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good stock. <laughs> it's a good stock. Fantastic. Well, you know, on gap ups, we might, you know, I'm going to be looking at that tomorrow. Then I'm going to put that on the list because, you know, that may be a buying opportunity. Gap ups can be a, a buying opportunity. So, so you know, let's let's put that one for tomorrow. Let's take a look at Snap tomorrow. And I think that might be a great opportunity. So um, until tomorrow... Tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, I'll see you later. And 2.30 tomorrow, Central, uh, on Dallas Trading 4. Thanks again for dropping in.